Welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, the podcast that shares with you the mindset and skill set it takes for you to create your ideal leveraged lifestyle, whatever that might look like for you. Please welcome your host, entrepreneur, world record holder and globetrotter, Catherine Turner. Hi there, it is Catherine Turner and welcome to Leveraged Lifestyle, this is episode 58. And we are still in celebratory mode for the fact that Leveraged Lifestyle is a year old. Now, of course, if you're listening to this um, past a year, then hey, at least we made it. And um, thank you for listening as well, if you are brand new to this podcast. But if you've been listening all the way along, thank you for being a loyal uh, listener and just being there throughout and all your lovely messages and rating and reviewing and sharing. It's been uh, a pleasure and an honor to share this information with you. And so this episode is a live talk I did at a podcast mastermind I was hosting and I did the keynote on the six stages to a podcast launch. But actually this works really well for a launch of any uh, small amount item. So if you're thinking of launching a book at any point or a low ticket event, anything like that, this is a great uh, episode to use to leverage my knowledge and my mentor's knowledge and everything that's gone into this and how essentially I got to number one in all of iTunes for business. And if you're thinking about launching a podcast or you have a podcast, maybe you need to do a relaunch or maybe you're thinking about launching, this will be really helpful for you. So like I said, this is a live recorded episode uh, in front of a live audience. Uh, It's a little bit different than usual, but I thought it'd be uh, appropriate because we are having a a big relaunch for Leveraged Lifestyle because it is now a year old and we are celebrating with a fantastic Leveraged Lifestyle Summit. It's going to be a live event in London this autumn 2019 and you can make sure you are first to know about when tickets go on sale by registering your details at bit.ly forward slash ll summit 2019 and of course if you're listening to this after autumn 2019 and maybe you've missed it do get hold of us via the contact details uh, they're in the show notes and we will make sure if we are hosting another one in any other year, you will make uh, you will get uh, part of that list and you can find out more information at that point. But for this year and, and it's only guaranteed for this year, we're not guaranteed we're doing another one. So this could be the first and last. We will see. But it is definitely the first event of its kind. I've never seen anyone put on an event like this. We have got some expert speakers lined up for you, some special guests as well. Great keynotes full of content. Uh, an opportunity to find out about lots of different business models that you can leverage your time, money, knowledge and talent as well. That is the key part that I think I've really been missing talking about. And I want to bring more people onto the podcast who are leveraging their talent and what they do and how they've created either a career out of that or the life of their dreams and how they've uh, just really excelled in a particular area and how you can do that too, if that is of interest to you. So uh, the summit is, like I said, once a year. Uh, this is the very first year we've put on the Leverage Lifestyle Summit, and I want you to be part of it. After all, this is my chance to bring the community together for you to network with like-minded people, to just uh, come and meet me if we haven't met in person as well. That would just be an absolute pleasure. And um, it's going to be a fantastic event. I cannot wait. So autumn 2019 to in London, 
and uh, to register your details for when tickets go on sale and to make sure you are getting the early bird price, uh, make sure you are getting a, a fantastic discount on the standard price because you are a podcast listener after all. I want you to be there. Go to bit.ly forward slash LL Summit 2019, all lowercase. That's really important. And um, all the notes, all the details of that will be in the show notes as usual. Um, but otherwise, I will leave you to listen to the six stages of launching a podcast or any other small item, uh, service or product that will really help you boost your launches and get you to the number one spot in your genre on podcasts. Guaranteed. Okay. Enjoy this episode and thank you very much for listening as always. So this is essentially your six step podcast launch process. This is the most up-to-date one that I've worked on with Rob as well. Before I go into six steps, having something to make people subscribe to a podcast. Now, we all know in the room, we all subscribe to podcasts. Uh, Anyone listening to our podcast obviously subscribes to podcasts. However, many of the population do not subscribe to podcasts. So giving them a compelling reason to subscribe to your podcast is going to be extremely beneficial. Also, having someone maybe create a video for you about how they actually subscribe to your podcast will also be a great asset. Yeah, so whether that's on phone or on laptop, an example would be to use definitely iTunes as it's one of the biggest platforms and then also consider something like Stitcher or one of the Android apps uh, and or Spotify as well. I know a lot of my friends are using Spotify now to listen to their audio and podcasts. Okay. But how to actually subscribe to a podcast as I had someone I interviewed and they said, where do I even go to get it? So, you know, if I've got a guest who doesn't know who I would say is definitely, you know, up there and young and hip and happening and she doesn't know how to subscribe to a podcast, then I would say it's worth telling everyone else how to subscribe to a podcast. So like I say, having a compelling reason why they should subscribe and an element of time sensitivity is paramount. So doing X um, by a certain time or they will lose out on why. Okay. So of course, for each of you, the compelling reason why will be different. You will want to niche it to your audience, to your products, to your services. We uh, had, and as part of the relaunch of uh, Leverage Lifestyle for the year anniversary, it's an event. So it's the Leverage Lifestyle Summit. So it works. It brings the whole community together. Uh, it's a great use of my time as well to kind of bring, you know, the face to the names that I get contacted by social media and things like that. And it might be relevant to your community as well. Now, we do have educational products that we can uh, mention at the event and things like that. Uh, we can bring other speakers in who I've either had on the podcast already. So similar to Jay, who's talking about his event. Uh, and so it's going to be some great additional content that we can just do in visual formats. Um, we can have lunch and dinners and create VIP kind of upgrades and things like that. So there's lots of options. You might want to do a taste today for whatever you do. It might be a um, just something really compelling. Now, one of the things uh, Rob does fairly often is, say, a PDF document. So he's done one recently that is increase your fees with ease. Now, that's quite an enticing, sexy subject matter. People quite like that title. So again, if you're going to do something that seems quite fairly low value, it's making it high perceived value by giving it a really great content, but a really great sexy sizzle title will be the important thing there. 
You could do some online training with people. So again, I'm just trying to give examples now of compelling reasons why people would want to come and subscribe to your podcast. Then we'll go through the launch process. It could be online training because if you have a podcast, it goes global after all. So one of the things we're considering with the summit is do we record some of that and then make it available um, online at a later date? Uh, With a podcast launch, 24 hours is what you want to be working on. It's kind of hitting those maximum subscriber numbers within a 24-hour period. Now, if you want to do, say, for example, 6 a.m. in the morning, to maybe actually 7 or 8 a.m. the next morning, you get an extra little hit that first morning. So it's actually kind of 26 to 28 hours. But you get the idea, yeah? It's just essentially a one-day period. Um, And as Jay said, his went to number three, and then overnight it spiked to number one. Gavin talks about it a bit as well. Building up your followers before your launch. So getting some consistent posting out there, getting yourself set up on all the platforms, really essential. And something I made a note of pretty much every time I ever hear Rob speak is how can I be doing better on all my social medias? And again, my VA is, I'm like cracking the whip on her, making sure she's doing everything. And of course, having a podcast is really great because I've got content to put out there. But obviously, if you're yet to launch, it's thinking about what content is relevant to potential audience members for your podcast and that kind of tying that in. Um, schedule it, vary the text, vary the timing, vary the videos. Um, we've looked at headliner now. Uh, again, just long format, short format, photos, just really varying, test and tweak, see what is getting engagement as well and build those numbers up as well. What you could do as well as part of the launch is have someone, have everyone get something. So that could be the PDF style document. But for the first 20 who download and obviously send in their proof is that they would get something of even higher value. So again, it just creates that rush effect. So it could be a one-to-one, again, if that's relevant to what you do uh, and give them something of that higher perceived value for those first few who um, subscribe. But of course, they've got to send in that social proof then. Uh, And this is something key that I've worked with Rob about many a time. His team will like to do one thing. Rob likes to do another thing. I'll tell you both. (laughs) Rob prefers the social proof element of it being posted on a thread and having threads then boosted every time someone screenshots and sends in their their proof of download or purchase or whatever it is he's asked them to do on the social media threads. It gives them all a boost, all of that, and gives that, you know, X amount of comments. Obviously, what is team-like is that it's sent to an email address so they can capture all the leads, the information, and it's all nicely collated because, of course, it's an administration nightmare to then go through and capture all those people, try and get hold of them through social media, and then get their email addresses and numbers and things like that. But, of course, Rob is right in the sense that it's great social proof. Uh, I've definitely seen things go a lot more kind of viral and get out there and shared a lot more if you see those comments kind of racking up with all the social proof that people are downloading and it makes people go, oh, if so-and-so's done it, then I'm going to do it as well. And that's what you really want more than anything. Um, And therefore, I would definitely hire a VA to get collating all those comments for you uh, if they're not coming into a a categorized email address. Okay. Like I said, this is specific to a podcast launch and I'm going to share with you any differentiations if it's another launch. Okay. So first step, any ideas? Oh, spot on, David. Pre, pre launch. Yeah. So this is about three months out. 
the pre-pre-launch, seeding it, but no selling of it. Okay, so it's coming, creating awareness. Um, you don't have to post every day, maybe every five to seven days around this period, about three months out from your launch plan. And of course, one of the things I should have said is we've got to work backwards from when you want your launch date to be. So this is why I said to you, who's about two to three months out? This is why. Think about getting polls on the title of your podcast, on the design of your thumbnail and your branding colors, just sharing the concept, maybe getting ideas for people uh, to interview and come onto your uh, podcast as well. Okay? So that's three months out. So number two is, of course, your pre-launch phase. This is about 10 to 14 days out. At this point, you want to build up intrigue, hunger, desire, why they would want to come and listen to your podcast, why they should even try and work out how to subscribe to a podcast, uh, what's going on. So again, asking questions, getting engagement. Um, again, what guests, maybe even doing lives of your episode recording. So I know Rob's big on that. It was something I definitely did. I did a picture of me at um, uh, the podcast desk saying like, what do you think I'm working on now? Uh, and just getting a bit of intrigue around what was going on. Nearer the time, so if that uh, 10 to 14 days out, so nearer to when uh, you're getting to that last two weeks of it, is an official statement about when the podcast is going to launch, what's it all about, the special bonuses that you've made available, either it's a bonus or bonuses that are going to be available on launch day, and that's then about a week out from when you actually have your launch day. The sizzle is all about selling the concept, having some great concepts around, uh, I know, especially episodes, your first six episodes. Rob talks about how to make money doing what you love, for example, how to create the life of your dreams, things like that, really kind of sexy, big, all-encompassing episodes that people are going to come in and ramp up three to five days out, posting every day across all your different social media platforms. So you will have given the date that you're going to launch about a week out and then really just drilling it every day. Now, again, this is what I didn't do. There wasn't the kind of pre-launch. There wasn't the pre-pre-launch when I launched. There was a bit of pre-launch, but it definitely could have been ramped up even more in that last week. But I still got to number one. So, hey, even without the best launch, it can still work. This will ensure you have the best launch. Okay. Number three is open. It's officially opening your subscription. Now, of course, what you want to make sure that is your podcast, sorry, is available on all the platforms and not have the dilemma like me at about eight o'clock in the morning. It was still not available on iTunes and we were officially launching at nine o'clock in the morning um, because I don't really do 6am in the morning or at least I didn't then. Now I do because I have kids. But <laughs> different story. Um, so I was launching at nine o'clock. I sent a very terrified email to Tom saying, how are we ever going to make iTunes charts if it's not on iTunes? Uh, essentially a certain button or something had not been clicked or registered or whatever, verified it was live at nine and it had gone to number one by midday. So what had I been doing? Making sure everyone knows the night before that you're going live the next day. So being really super clear about that. Be clear on the opening times. Like I said, technically, when you set the date for your podcast going live, it will go live at midnight, really. Um, so you can say midnight if you want to. I was on some of my posts, but I realized equally, like I said, at 8am, it wasn't there. It was there at Sunday at nine o'clock. Uh, it was there on Stitcher and the other platforms. 
being really clear on when the close is so that they've only got 24 hours or 26 hours. Again, being really clear on why that is. You, you want that spike, it's good for them. They'll get this bonus, being really clear on all the bonuses and what they have to do. So it, if it is the posting the social proof, what they have to do, screenshot all of that. Like I said, I would do a 24-hour launch if it is a book launch as well, if they're going to give special bonuses for that, because essentially it's spiking that subscriber list, it's spiking those sales in that uh, short time period. The fact that the bonus will be taken away when you close, all will get X, but the first 20 or 50, however many you want to do, will get an additional price. So again, it's adminning that as well. So maybe you want to say a specific thread they need to go to. Posting at least, and I would say at least three times across all your social media platforms on the day of launch. But make the message different. What you don't want to do is a wet kipper around the face, especially not as I'm vegan, with the same, <laughs> with the same message. So again, what's different? Has it gone to number one? Are you at, say, number 10 and you want to get to number one in your, your category? And is it a thank you? Is it, you know, it's just launched, it's ready, it's live, it's out there? So again, depending on your timings, maybe 6, 6.30 in the morning, then 3 o'clock, then 8 o'clock. If you know you get really engage good engagement times at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, go for that, okay? So again, your best engagement times for your community and what you do. Like I said, get them to screenshot that proof, comment on the post and thread of your social media groups, uh, or like I said, if you want to go the bit more admin savvy route, uh, send an email in and get, make that really clear. That's your launch day and just let everyone know about it. When I know things were working is when people say, I cannot move on social media for seeing you. It's like, I was everywhere apparently. And I was like, brilliant. Because you can't always see that. Yes. If you're not selling something, yeah. say podcast is about experiences of travels around the world. And yeah. Apart from giving them humorous faces or something, some of your travel experts, how can you get them to sign in or what bonus could you give them? Oh, have you got any product or service that you will be selling in the future? Go to potentially somewhere, uh, an operator or someone you're going to be talking about and see if you can get a discount voucher or some sort of bonus because you've got an X amount of followers on the list anyway, you're launching your podcast and you'd love a bonus giveaway. So it might not be for everyone, but it may be for the first five people, for example, who subscribe, um, for example. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah? What about a free consultation for, like, someone who's traveling and that's Yeah, no, you're right. You, what you don't want to do is have 2,000 downloads and you need to do a 10-minute call to everyone, though, of no course. Sense, but so, yeah. So, it's got, so, again, maybe it's your top 10 travel tips, um, and it could be... Set, I, I, obviously do it sexier than that but essentially that's what it could be um, the things I've learnt when travelling to XYZ places and what you shouldn't do yeah so again you can make it fun humorous a little guide to each of the places you've been to get a little ebook they're good awesome okay I've got a few more bits to go on each level but I'm gonna like I said I wanted to kind of go through each before we close out this which kind of gives you an idea of what's coming <laughs> next. Close. Close, yeah. Step four is the close. So this is one thing I always forget to do, and it's to let people know it has closed. <laughs> yeah. 
And you might think, well, why would you want to do that? Well, what it's doing is officially telling them it has closed so that you gave them, you gave them the opportunity. What you may want to do is an hour or two out from the close, tell them it's closing. You're not going to get your bonuses. Obviously, you can still subscribe to my podcast because you want to and it's going to be brilliant. But what you're not going to get is the bonuses. When it is closed, it also lets people know that it's fair and equitable for everyone. So it rewards those action takers who did come and subscribe in the time limit you gave them. But equally, it lets people know that you're true to your word. And when you close, you close. And they're not going to get the bonuses. Cool. So what do we think number five is? Reopen. You've got it. Reopen. Cool. So you don't necessarily have to do step five. And you don't have to do step six, say, for at least another three to six months. But step five, having an official reopen. So you might want to do this five days, two weeks after, and give people another reason to subscribe. So whether that's getting out there to people who forgot to subscribe in the first time and either release the same bonus if there was real demand for it, what you could do is a mini or short idea is that it's a mini or shorter version of that whole kind of launch process you did. And really it's letting them know you're going to do a relaunch. There was such demand for the bonus. Uh, I'm, I'm reopening it and give you another chance to get it. You might want to do, like I said, same offer or as part of the reopen or teasing that you might reopen is that uh, let me know if you're interested in case I decide to do the same in the future uh, and sort of tag themselves in. It gives you an idea whether you do a relaunch or you could open a wait list, for example, create an opt-in page and, you're re- and when you reopen, they will get notified first. So there's lots of different ways you could do that. Uh, one of the other things is you could offer a new bonus for anyone who has already subscribed and got that first bonus for sharing or, and or reviewing your podcast as well. And again, sharing social proof of that. Um, and again, if they missed out on that first bonus, you might want to give them the first bonus as well if they do all of those three things. And of course, step six, relaunch, of course. So Rob suggests every three to six months. I've done one about six months and I'm about to do one again now at the anniversary of it. So uh, that's kind of how I'm working it, sort of pretty much every six months, giving it a bit of a relaunch. And again, if you're doing series, this is what you want to be doing. Uh, Again, a shorter stack of our pre-launch, pre-pre-launch, pre-launch, open, close, and since it's going through that process again. Now, of course, you don't necessarily need to be three months out now because people already know that you have a podcast. It already is launched, but you want to maybe start from the pre-launch phase from this, building that desire, hunger, reminding people that you have a podcast, why you want to come back to it. I've got series two, I've got the best guest lineup, whatever there is a reason specifically to come back and listen to your podcast. So what, can I just ask, would you just start that a couple of weeks then? So, yeah, the um, pre-launch phase would be about two weeks out. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things you could do differently, though, for your relaunch compared to your first launch is to run a competition. What you don't want to do, you haven't got the subscribers to kind of talk about doing a competition before you even start. What you want to do is reward those people who are already your listeners and those who are going to be new listeners. So having something that's merit-based. So get them to listen to an episode, ask a question about that episode on your social media. And again, remind them to come and subscribe to all your social media on all your podcasts as well. Have them in the show notes. Uh, And again, the question can go out through your social media, reminding them that there's a competition on your podcast. Uh, Maybe you have a slightly um, 
Again, it, within the first 24 hours, you're going to choose the person. Again, if it's launching at midnight, you're going to have some people listening at midnight trying to get the answer to the question, uh, which is great. So again, this will be everyone gets something, but a winner gets, for example, an iPhone, iWatch. Rob's doing the £250 plus dinner with him. Um, a gift of some high value I would go for. And again, if you could make it relevant to your industry. So again, this might be a Again, working with people in your industry, in the travel industry, to give them a £500 voucher or something like that. And again, by the point you're at six months, a year in, you've got that traction already to kind of go to those people to give you something of higher value. Or you're willing to, say, pay for an iPhone of £500 because you're willing if that's going to give you another 500 listeners. And that would be worth it. You know, pound a listener, definitely worth it. Okay, so that's the three stages. You need to work backwards though of course so this is why I talk about the three month out for your pre-pre-launch when you're going to launch where you're going to post having all those platforms set up checking your email database can you get people signed up to your email database whether you're going to let them know about your podcast at the end they yes you're marketing to them but you're not necessarily selling anything to them it's free content they're getting uh, check communities and pages, uh, YouTube, other Facebook groups as well. Now, because it's free content you're giving on a podcast, many admins will allow you to promote a podcast because essentially it's free content. You're not selling in there at all. But do check with any admins of groups as well that are relevant to you. Uh, Rob talks about having three big launches a year. The three steps to it are building your following to build your reach. Number two is actually the launch of that product or service. And again, using this six-step formula. And then the process of actually delivering that product or service. And your case is going to be a podcast. So you're then going to be delivering every now and again. But having that planned in, the idea that you would have three to four big launches of the podcast a year. Building your reach for free. Say prior and continually marketing, as we've talked about. Get into industry-related Facebook groups. Like I said, free podcasts uh, may be fine to promote, but do check. Use as part of your pre-launch and on the day as well. So again, as part of my Studio Pro package, I was allowed to work with Rob and promote in the progressive communities. uh, And that really did help me when my following wasn't as big as it is now. Uh, Building your own. So again, building your own following, building your own databases, building your own group. Uh, really important that you have a community alongside your podcast group and try and start populating it with people. Invite them. Don't add them. Invite them to your group uh, and say it's going to be based on your podcast. There's going to be lots of information there and start populating it with information before your podcast goes live. Emailing all the contacts you have already. So whether that is business and or friends and family, obviously the message is slightly different. If it's friends and family, it's asking them for a favor. Not, asking, not saying you're going to get this free gift. Now, they might like the £500 off voucher on their holiday, but hey, um, as I say, if it's a business event and most of your friends and family aren't in business, it probably won't be relevant. But if it is to your business database, then make sure they know about what they're going to get. That is your six stages, which I had an hour for, in half an hour. That is how you do it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, what I've got as well, um, so again, the subscribe to your podcast. I've also got an example of how people can leave a review on your podcast as well, a uh, video. And if you want an example of that, it's on the PDF as well. How many 
um, subscribers, and I don't know whether this is just a general question or not. How yeah. subscribers do you need to get to number one? So uh, I think Jay was talking about how many he got. I know on my first 24-hour period where I did get to number one, I launched on a Wednesday, I believe. Don't know how much difference that made, um, but I got a spike of about 1,200 subscribers, but I got more downloads. So some people actually probably downloaded, but didn't hit subscribe. So I got nearly 1,500 downloads. So that probably helped. And obviously I was a brand new podcast. So that would have given me extra brownie points for those. So that's, that was in my first 24 hours. So, and that got me to number one within that three hours. So I wouldn't have had 1,500 by three hours in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not as many, I think, as, as people think. However, if you do happen to release probably on a brand new day of Fern Cossin, if she'd released her, her podcast on the same day as yours, that would have definitely affected it. Um, and if Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan and Gary Vee and all that release on that date, it's worth just having a little check. Do they have a day? To be fair, Gary Vee actually releases one pretty much every day. So, um, but he's got a very different audience. And actually when I, ask people about Gary Vee. Not everyone knows who Gary Vee is. So, you know, um, so again, it's relevant to your niche and maybe just have a little look. Is there anything in your space where you know people are? Check in the podcast collective, of course. Is anyone else thinking of launching on this day? This is my launch date. It's worth doing that. But yeah, hope that helps. All good. I know it's good to get comments, um, but what if, God forbid, the comments were actually not very good? Mm. <laughs> How do you cope with that? How, what do you need to do to... In terms of the comments that you're launching a podcast, or no, more about the comments after the podcast. If they leave a uh, if they leave a review, so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know this thing. So, do you know what uh, the podcasting world is actually a very friendly world because look, people have to come and physically subscribe to your podcast, physically spend time listening to it. I have had one negative one. It was vile. It was absolutely vile. And I looked recently because I asked people to report it because it was, well, inflammatory. It was incorrect. It was absolute lies and just vile. I mentioned my family and that's, you know, I draw the line. Um, so I got everyone to kind of comment and I wrote and it's removed now. So that's on iTunes. So you can mark that this is a concern and get other people to do the same. But, you know, actually, I also shared that comment at the time someone then put another comment above it and sort of said what is this person on about I think their name was I'll say it anyway it's gone now um El Paro or something like that it was like essentially um Spanish for parrots or something like that El, uh, yeah Paro so and they put uh, do you mean El Moron or something like that and they were like don't listen to them what are they on about I've met Catherine she's you know blah 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 and it was lovely you know to then have those ones after us but I used it as a bit of you can't control what people put about you but I used it actually as a bit of an opportunity to say, would people come and leave a review? I then got a spike of reviews after that because what I wanted it to not be is like one of the first three that people saw. Yeah. Um, so then actually, as well as getting people to market as unhelpful and report it, um, it was also getting people to then leave more, me more reviews. Okay, so it actually so kind of worked in my favour. Right. So if it's the first review and other people review... It, it will drop down, yeah. Okay. And again, you can have people mark as unhelpful, mark other nicer ones as helpful. Okay. Um, but as I say, this one did actually get review, uh, removed. Yeah. So. Did you remove it no, no. And you have no place to comment back. And that is, that's hard at the time when you're like, yeah, and not being able to find out who they are as well. Yeah. It was just vile. I was just like, just the, the fact they take the time and just, and, but that was 
probably one of my very first hate a troll, whatever. They were definitely a troll. I mean, it's not a critic. It was a troll. It was vile. They'd essentially taken information they'd learned off the episode to then hit me where it hurt in terms of talking about my, my young family. And, yeah. and, the, and the platforms are iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. I know there's a, a multitude. Yeah, multitude. The main ones when I'm looking, yeah, so when I'm looking at Omni, I, when even, the main one you have to be on is iTunes. You have to be. Um, and that's just one where it's a lot easier to see like the reviews and the ratings. I just find it a lot easier. Uh, Stitcher for sure seems to be the kind of backup one for Android. Spotify is fairly new at hosting podcasts, but I know a lot of young people. Um, well, actually, just pretty much everyone I... I say younger people I'm in my 30s I'm not that young anymore but you know that's I see a lot of people listening on Spotify now Uh, so the kind of streaming sites Mm -hmm. and after that I'd need to check Omni to be honest but they're the kind of main three uh, for sure Um, I also use Podcast Addict myself as I'm on an Android Um, that's always been quite nice to use Stitcher is a bit more clunky Uh, anyone else got a favourite they use? Castbox yeah, I use, I use Podbean. Use Podbean. Yeah. I know. Obviously, you've got Anchor, where you can host and play through as well, haven't you? Yeah, I use Podcast Republic as my player on Android. So. Podcast Republic. There we go. There's another one. I think it just feeds through. From... Yeah, this is it. So Omni just do it automatically, and you have. Yeah. And Anchor do as well. So yeah. You can just post onto all of them. So. I know some of them. You you pay more to go on more, don't you, and things like that, but. <laughs> Whatever you're on. That's great. Thank you. All That's all good. Yeah. Question? Yes. Um, is, uh, you, you mentioned about launching, and if there's another launch, the same there. Have we got any schedule here amongst us? Good question. Has anyone got a date in mind yet for theirs? I've missed three. <laughs> You've missed three of yours. Okay. <laughs> so, fourth time's a charm, hey, Julie? Fourth time's a charm. So, this. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying about in the podcast collective, just say I'm about to launch or relaunch. Uh, this is the day I'm thinking of. Is anyone else thinking of doing the same? I'm, I'm sure no one's going to have an issue with, with that. Um, but yeah, I suppose that each mastermind will ask the question and see if anything comes up. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good to know. Also, if you're using the team here, the agency here, they'll know as well. And do say, look, I just want to check no one else is launching, particularly in the same space. I think that's the key thing. So, you know, if yours, my genre is business, but yours is health, it won't matter. Yeah. And just a curious thought. Um, do you think school holidays now? Mm. Do you think sort of podcast episodes, do you see basically a drop in downloads or listening? Or because people have got more time sitting on a beach, yeah. sitting on trains to computer, they can listen to podcasts. I don't know, do you should have waited till September if you're going to go for launch number four in August? So I launched in July and I was thinking that, like, have I chosen the exact wrong time to do it? On looking at my kind of analytics so far, and obviously this is only being a year in, so I'm sure I'll get even better data once I'm two years in. I didn't see an issue with it because I think people who are in business are pretty much in thinking about business even when they're on holiday. Um, and and actually, if yours is a holiday-based one, people might want to listen to holiday-based ones while they're on holiday. So I think it's very much to your niche. If you're doing, I'm just thinking Irene here, 
raising successful kids, you're on holiday with the kids, you just want to go spend time with the kids, you might see a drop. I don't know, it'd be interesting to see actually. Just yeah, kind of noticed any drop. But we're only just pretty much into school holidays, aren't we now, I suppose. Um, you don't see a drop in other holidays, so there we go. Mm. I, think, I think that's the whole thing every time with an episode is just test and tweak. See what your audience are engaging with. See if they have kind of turned off at a certain point like everyone has now at half five, uh, ten past six. <laughs> exactly. So time of day. Um, but yeah, I think it is just test and tweak. And I think, say, for your particular audience, maybe not, you know, thinking about holiday when they're on holiday, thinking about going on holiday when they're not on holiday. Yeah, and travel. And I think consistency is key. I had two or three weeks off, trying to remember, over Christmas. There was also another good reason, and that's because I'd just given birth to Milo. So I hadn't been good uh, and getting enough in the bank prior, which was my plan. Um, but I said to my audience, I made it clear, I said the date we were going to be back on the last one I recorded, so they knew when I was coming back. So it wasn't like I just suddenly took a three-week break and people didn't know. They knew I was and why I was, and it kind of made sense. So I think as long as you're consistent and clear and people know, and like say you're going to get a, a notification when your next podcast is, is live, then I wouldn't worry too much. It's when you're thinking more about series and having bigger gaps, you're going to have to let your audience really know. And that's why having a community based around your podcast, so whether that's getting them on their email database, whether that's having them collectively in a Facebook community and things like that is so important. So you can update them and give them, uh, let them know when series two is going live or uh, another season, for example. Is that all good? I'll make sure Abby uh, sends that all out to you if you want that. And um, I think otherwise. Oh, one more question. Yes, we're there. Um, you, what mics would you recommend for uh, home and for some hotel mics? Do do do. What am I using? Oh yeah, okay. Rather than take it out of my pocket. So this is what I've got currently sat in my jacket pocket here is a Zoom H1N. Zoom one, no, H, yeah, H1N, yeah, Zoom H1N, that one. Um, I have a lav mic here. It's just off Amazon. It's a Boya one. It is $14.95, I believe, B-O-Y-A. Um, it has a little uh, extra battery in the wires that boost the sound. Um, do make sure you have that on. Uh, I have done that once and never again uh, when I didn't have it on because uh, otherwise you just don't get the, the volume. No, no, it's not wireless. It's all hidden away beautifully <laughs> inside my jacket pocket. Is that, yeah, micro SD card. Again, micro SD card. I know a few people have bought SD cards, micro SD card, adapter, and then yes, go straight into my Mac. Um, I just, we transfer that to the team, all done. Um, this for me is my podcast equipment. So I know uh, on the masterclass, you've been seeing the C1, Behringer, pop mic, all of that. I mean, obviously this has got essentially what is a pop mic over the top of it in terms of the, the foam. This is what I use when I'm either sat in my office, when I'm in the car, I've done a few episodes in the car. Um, I haven't obviously recorded those ones, <laughs> but uh, in terms of filming them, uh, they've worked actually quite well. And yeah, that's all I use now. Do you need two of them for your guests yet? So I know Mr. David Siegler, who's not with us today, um, has done it just off one. Yeah. And he sat it in the middle. So rather than having a lapel mic on it, he sat it in the middle because you... Robbie, hold yours up again. Mm -hmm. It's got um, mics on the top. 
Can you see? Just in the cover. Yeah. So he sat that in between him, the guest. The trouble is what that does is if, say, your guest coughs, covering over some of what you're saying, there's no split of audio. So um, when I was actually getting all my equipment, I was about to do a panel episode with three other people, then plus myself. So I suddenly needed a way to record four people nice and easily without having loads of equipment around and things like that because we were doing it to a live audience. So I ended up buying four of these. So I have four of them, uh, which means, you know, if, if I go and record with someone, I always have a spare one for either both of us. So that's actually a good backup system anyway for me. Four lav mics or four? I have four lav mics and I have four H1Ns and I have four micro SD cards and I have lots of batteries. <laughs> Sound quality, perfect, yeah. So one of the things as well um, Aaron talks about is making sure your levels are right. So again, I'll just quickly pull mine out as it's recording at the moment. You'll see on the bar as I'm talking, it's going up and down. This is the level and I just usually have mine around six and that means that I'm not peaking ha over halfway. Yeah. I've got the older version because I came to the first one of the first. <laughs> I've got the older version, but I just use yeah. that. I yeah, it's what I just use now. It's my bearing over there's just for me it was like well I'm about to buy four of these things anyway it, it's under 100 pounds for each kind of whole set of it so that included the SD card micro SD card the actual uh, H1M and the lav mic I got to say the lav mic came from Amazon but the H1N came from gear for music as in yeah. gear and then four yeah uh, the number four uh, just it was slightly cheaper than Amazon at the time and I think I got a cashback through another cashback site so Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember to keep the conversation going. Come and be part of the Leverage Lifestyle community on Facebook. You can either just search for it or use this short link, bit.ly forward slash LLOCFB group, which you'll also find in the show notes. There you can suggest episode ideas. You can ask me direct questions and basically just become part of the community and keep the conversation going. Also, if you want to follow me on any other platforms, just search on LinkedIn and Facebook for Catherine Turner Speaker. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Catherine Ann T. So it's Catherine with a C and then A-N-N-T at the end. So I look forward to hearing from you, uh, keeping going the conversation. And uh, as I say, let me know if you have any feedback, suggestions and uh, check out the show notes for more details as well with any of the relevant links that I've mentioned in this episode. And remember, there is no better time than now to start creating your leveraged lifestyle.